Hi, and welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast, co-hosted by Abby Fearing, the Badass Breastfeeder, and Diane Cassidy, IBCLC. Hey, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And this is Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And we are going to talk about partner support. Now, I got to say, we were going to do this a few weeks ago. We just, we got sidetracked by some other cold topics that came up. So now we're ready. We're ready to talk about partner support. I love this topic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Yes. Yeah. So where do we begin? Um, well, partners Labor. have to support you. Yeah. <laughs> the end. But they no. don't. Yeah, right. And they often don't know how. You know, yeah. Should we start? Well, I don't know. I could talk about my experience just because I remember this one really funny situation happening with my husband. So I had just had my first son, Jack, and I, you know, we were like freaking out because we like didn't know what we were doing. And my husband um, was home. You know, I don't even remember. I had like a couple weeks or something of paternity leave. And then. Mm You know, so we're doing the thing. We're kind of up all night. And we're like, you know, we're also like supplementing with formula. So then we got the bottles and the washing and all night and the dishes and the, we're just trying to like get through the day. And like, I remember sitting, like every evening I'd be sitting in the recliner holding Jack, you know, like I did all day. (laughs) And my husband was like frantically running around the kitchen, like cleaning the dishes and taking the garbage out. And he was like frantic. And I would just wanted to be like, you dumbass, can you come over here and hold this baby? Oh, my God. Like, I want to get up. I need to pee. I'd like to take a shower. I would like to, you know, and, and the thing is, is that he thought he was helping. You know, he like thought he was really, really trying to help. And he's like running around trying to be really helpful. And like, all I wanted was him to just hold the baby. I didn't care about the dishes. Right. Like, you can fill up the whole entire bedroom with garbage bags. I don't care. <laughs> just hold the baby for a second. And it's not that he didn't want to hold the baby. He like just thought he was like doing his man work, you know? He's like right. taking the garbage <laughs> out and he's doing this and this. You know, and and I'm and I'm like I you know, I realized that he just didn't know. You know, right. they don't know. And when I say they, I mean men. That's what I mean. They don't know. Because it's all very confusing, you know? I mean, they, they're, they're like very... Okay. So, of course, each man is different. But generally, you have to be very specific in what you're looking for and what you need. And this is from, like, the beginning to the end. Oh, here's another funny story. I was pregnant, and my husband was like... I don't know. I was reading, like, you know, what to expect when you're expecting, because I'd never been pregnant before and didn't know I should put that in the garbage. Right. And he... <laughs> He, I was like reading it a lot and I was like all like you know I was never pregnant before so I was all excited and like he was kind of like not really like I don't know he didn't really seem like he wasn't he was just going about his normal thing and was like waiting for the baby to come nine months later which was fine but I was kind of like oh you know I don't know you could like read the book too or you could do other things and and then so then he you know I was specific in my like you know be more involved or be more interested or something and so then he was like okay I'm gonna be more interested he started reading the book, and I remember being in the bathtub one day, and he came in, and he was like, are you still wearing thongs? And I was like, oh. yeah. And he's like, well, you're not supposed to do that. Because <laughs> he read this <laughs> book that, like, thongs can make you, like, too warm or something in your vagina area. 
And he's like, you really shouldn't do that. And I was like, this is not what I meant by be more involved. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so funny. Is that the only thing he got out of that? The only information. Yeah, that right. I was like, not it. not me. <laughs> don't, right. don't read up on what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, maybe read up on like what's going on developmentally with the fetus. I don't know. Just <laughs> I don't care. Now I was like, just forget it. <laughs> but so you know, I I feel like you know, and the and the second time around when we were kind of more you know more in tune with each other, I think, and more in tune with like just being pregnant and expecting a baby. <clears throat> it was more like we just understood more how to communicate with each other. I think when it came to these, these kinds of things. So uh, then I also knew very specifically like what I needed him to do. And Mm -hmm. you know, this is all about the person who is going to be delivering the baby and breastfeeding the baby, you know? So this person is now you're like, you really are running the show. Like you're, you're going to have to dictate exactly what you need and what is going to be going on. And it's not about, it's not equal. It's that, this is about you. Right. All <laughs> about you. And they really don't know. Like, they don't know what you need recovery-wise. They don't know how to help you. They're not sure. And, I mean, you know, everybody knows their partner best. But you really, like, have to put it out there. You have to be really black and white about it. Yes. And it, it wouldn't hurt to have a conversation before the baby comes, too. That's true. To just even be like okay, this is kind of what's going to happen and this is what we should expect this to be like. And, you know, because it it really, I mean, I always tell people like leave a list, put a running list on the refrigerator of things that need to be done or things that need to be picked up or things that need to, you know, you need help with. That way your partner or anybody that comes over to supposedly help, they will have something that they can help you do. And it might sound silly. Like, remember when you were pregnant and people said, oh, make sure people help you and make sure you do this. And you're like, whatever, I got this. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I can Because you this. don't know. You just don't know. Right. You have no idea what it's really going to be like. But your partners, they really are just like, they're kind of clueless. Like, they just don't know how to help you. No, they don't know all. what it's like. They have no frame of reference for what it's like to have a human growing inside of you. I mean, you know, if you just think about it really quickly and not think about the nature of it, I mean, it's alien. It's like the movie Aliens. Like, it's (laughs) freaky. It's kind of freaky that there's this thing growing inside of another thing. Like, it's weird. You know, they have no idea what it's like to have, like, your entire esophagus, like, right at the top of your throat. They don't know what these feelings are. They have no idea what it's like to stand up and feel like all of your organs are going to fall out your vagina. You know, they don't have any idea. They have no idea. So you have to, like, really explain, like, I, you know, like, I really can't walk, you know, like, you know, the day after, like, you give birth, like, it might be really difficult for you to, like, do even, like, simple walking. Like, I need you to help me to the bathroom. Like, I need, you know, I need you to, like, tie this, you know, scarf around my, and I always do that to my husband, too, you know, like, with the, you know, you can pull, tie, like, a scarf around your belly to, like, lift up the pressure. Yeah. Um, and so I did that a lot with my second because by the end I just could barely even stand up. It just felt like he was going to fall right out on the grocery store floor. Like it, I know, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, you need to, do you need to tie it? And you know, he'd be like tying it, and I'm like, no, you need to tie it tighter. <laughs> you yeah. know, and he's like, aren't you going to squish the baby? No, you're not going to squish the damn baby. Tie oh it tighter. <laughs> you know, like they just don't. You know, they're like, oh my god, I'm going to squish the baby, or I'm going to poke the baby in the eye with my penis, and we have sex. You know, like they, <laughs> they don't. They don't <laughs> <laughs> they seriously don't like they just don't know like you no. just explain it 
I mean, it's yeah, they they need pretty clear instruction. Yeah. And, and, and I think, and, you know what, if you think about it as like. They probably appreciate it, especially if it's a. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say. Yeah, oh, were you really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because then they know what they can do to help you if they yeah. are told what to do to help you. Right. Because they want to help. I mean, I, right. I think most partners want to help and they just don't know what to do in this kind of area. And so they're going to they're either going to do odd, odd things that are going to annoy you. <laughs> or you could just be really clear and tell them because you might think, well, they're not really involved. They don't really want to help. Well, they might just not know what to do. Right. And this could be a very strange thing for the new mother whose role was never to be directive. Oh, my God. I was just going to talk about that next week. Oh, yeah. We're like, really, they're really like down. We've got this down now. I know. Because, you know, there are not. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Just like, that's what I was going to say. So now I'm going to talk. No, 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 totally go ahead. Because I I mean, that popped into my head that I was like, what what about if you have one of those? you know, one of those women who is more like, just, I'll do it myself. It's easier that way. Cause I'm kind of like that, you know, yeah. I'm kind of one of those that's like, I'll just do it myself, you right. know, and you've got to get past that. I know. I know. Communicating for me is often feels like a burden too, but when I need to do something, I can be very bossy, you know, and that's also a personality thing. But then you have, you have relationship dynamics where maybe there's like a power differential. You know, and and I don't know if that's the right way to put it, because that sounds a little scary. But, you know, you just have maybe more traditional kind of like where the where the woman is, you know, is supposed to be kind of taking care of things around the house. And the man is generally kind of doing his own thing. You know, you don't hear a lot of that kind of anymore. But there are, you know, there are relationships that are out there. Like all relationships are different and people get to decide whatever relationship they're in. I'm not judging. But when you're in that type of relationship, possibly it might be hard for you to be like to kind of change where like the tables turn a little bit and you have to say, you know, um, partner, I need you to do this or I need, you know, you're saying these things that you need, which might be a new um, thing for you. Right. And that can be really difficult. And on top of that, we also might have partners that really aren't that interested in helping. Yeah, that and happens. That does happen. And, you know, people think, well, I'm going to get it and I'm going to have a baby with this person and this person is going to be a good father. And then you have a baby with this person and it turns out they're not really interested <laughs> in really helping. And that's um, a really, really got to be a really tough situation to be in. Yeah. And it could be really, I mean, even if it's just not just the helping piece, but like I've come across it at times like the. This just happened last week, so it's sitting right in my head. But I did a, a home visit with a family and, you know, helped them with their first baby. And this is their second. And, you know, the dad is extremely involved and very good. And they have home births. And, you know, he's all about this. He's all about supporting. He's all about doing this. And we're having our visit. And the baby wasn't feeding well and wasn't really gaining that great. And um, we're having our little visit. And I'm sitting there with the mom talking and I kind of look out of the corner of my eye and the dad was filling out his um, March Madness bracket. <laughs> That's so something you know? my husband would do. <laughs> and I was like, and I didn't think too much of it until I was talking to one of my friends and she mentioned something about men in basketball. And I was like, it's kind of just what it is right now. You know, like she was complaining about I mean, her March Madness happens whether you, it's true. It does. And it's, 
You know, I think that's what, and, and maybe I, <laughs> maybe I'm the wrong person to talk about this because my husband is mad about mad March Madness. I mean, like yeah. it's in, it is the house stops, you know, friend, he's on the phone at night talking to the people. We have to stop, you know, the TV comes on or he's watching stuff on his phone. And it's just a funny, you know, he involves the kids and he like gets them kind of excited too. But like, it's, that's a thing. And I'm, yeah. and after like, I might, I have a picture of this. He's also a Red Sox fan, probably even a bigger, definitely a bigger baseball fan than he is a basketball fan. So that's saying a lot. He, I have a picture of the day after Jack was born in the hospital of him holding Jack and the TV, there was a Red Sox game on. Yeah. It, it was July. So it was like, you know, getting end of july so it's like okay well this is you know it's it's it was an important game so i'm trying to say and he's yeah. like you know i'm gonna turn this on and there was no reason not to turn it on because we were just sitting there but he was right. gonna watch it he was gonna watch it even though we just got kicked in the face with parenthood he's like well hold on <laughs> hold on the red Sox are playing and it was like she did not say anything you know maybe she didn't notice or whatever but he obviously knew, okay, she's in good hands right now. And I don't need, but then a little bit later, while we were talking about what her plan of action was going to be, she was like, honey, can you listen for a minute? Because <laughs> I don't, I yeah. want to make sure I don't miss anything, yeah. you know? Good. So yeah, yeah. Good. so like, that's what you have. You really do not be afraid to say that. Or, yeah. you know, I have moms that ask me all the time, like, do you think my husband should be at the console? Da, da, da. Yeah. I think if he's helping you or if he's there, yeah, he should be there to listen because even if you have, you know, other kids and, and he's helping, but if you need him to be there to be present for you so that he can help you. Yeah. And, yes. and and it's fine. You know, yeah. And just be like, so can you do that? <laughs> like she said, just can you put that? Can you pay attention for a second? Yeah. You know, and it, you know, it didn't hurt anything. And unless, you know, unless it's really bothering you and he's not and he's doing it all the time and he's not helping. And then you're going to have to say something. Yeah. You know, then you're going to have to say something again, like I need more help or I need, you know, I need more help. And, it's, and this is what it, I need. And this is what I need. You know, yes, then this you have is to what be I need. Specific. Mm -hmm. Because then I'll start taking out the garbage and then you'll be like, what? <sighs> Change a diaper. <laughs> and it, yeah. it is definitely um, I remember with after I had my twins. And it was a little bit of an obviously different situation because we had the twins and then I had a two-year-old and I was oh. with all three kids. And I remember my ex-husband coming home from work and like picking up one of the babies and just like sitting down and holding it. And I was like, I have been trapped in this house <laughs> with these three babies all day. You're just going to come in here and sit down. And then I had to get up and like make dinner and, you know, like, so I, after a while, like after a few days of that, I was like, all you do is come in here and sit out and hold a baby and then I got to get up and do more work like it was just yeah it was I, hard yeah and no I mean that's so funny because I we had the I had a similar thing here too because I um I stay home with my kids are getting older and we homeschool so I'm home with them all the time and there's no end <laughs> in sight <laughs> we'll be here all day and that's you know wonderful I love it but it was it was my husband has always in our relationship been the one who cooks like, I just don't like it, and he doesn't mind it. Not, neither one of us is really crazy about it, but, you know, he never minded it, and so he's just always been the one who would come home and cook, and it was just the two of us. Who cares? You know, we're just yeah. hanging out anyway. Um, but then, you know, we had we had kids, and then we, then we had two kids, and then I would be home all day, and then he would come home, and it would be basically time to start dinner, and he would start cooking. 
and I'm, you know, then I'm managing the kids while he's cooking dinner. And then I had to be like, I, I was just like, wait a minute. I can't do this anymore. Like, we need to change what we're doing because I can't, I, I need to take, I need to just shift what I'm doing for a little while. And so I just sucked it up and started cooking dinner so that he could then, and then he could have time with the kids, you know, yeah, um, after work too. And then I could just be like doing something else for a little while, you know? And it was, Absolutely. it was really helpful. And he was like, oh, okay. Like he was fine with that. Cause he didn't yeah. know. He just didn't know that that was, it was getting overwhelming until I told right. him. And that's a perfect example. Like you really definitely have these conversations before the baby's born, because if you do have one of those relationships where you are, you know, kind of like slated to do very certain things in the house, some people really do love to do the cooking and yeah. That might have, you might have to have a whole different conversation about that. And that conversation probably shouldn't happen when you're day three postpartum coming home from the hospital, looking at each other like, well, who's cooking? <laughs> what are we going to do for a meal? You know, like, so yeah. there's, you know, well, there's definite things that to think about. Yeah. Here. Yeah. And I think that you should also, if things are chaotic right now and you are in that situation where it's three days postpartum or six months or six years postpartum and everything right. is crazy you know, it's okay. It can get better. Like it's not, you know, it's not going to work itself out like right away. You know, there's going to be the whole, you do something for a few days and it's just absolutely not working. So try something else, like shift things up, you know, have people trade tasks or something and you'll fall into a routine. And as soon as you fall into that routine, it'll be nice. And then the routine will fall apart because <laughs> there'll be <laughs> some sort of developmental milestone or something. And then things are going to be different and it's constantly changing. Um, but you get to have like moments on, you know, of days, weeks or whatever, where, where things seem like there's a routine because, because, because you talking to each other and you're letting, you know, each other know that something's not working for you. Right. But you're a team, you know, like you're in it as a team. Yeah. You had a baby as a team. You made the baby as a team. You're still going to be that team and you just have to work it to work it together. Yeah. Right. And talk, the conversation part of it, the communication part of it is really, really important. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And so we're talking a lot about husbands and wives. And I love to talk about men because I think it's really funny. Um, <laughs> but I love men, obviously. And but I got an email um, last week or so. And um, it was from Anonymous. And she says, I would love it if you could also discuss same-sex partner support. I feel like when it's a woman and a man, it's easy to say the first few months are for the mom to get breastfeeding started. Baby should pretty much always be skin-to-skin with mama. But how do two women balance getting enough skin-to-skin and breastfeeding in when the other mother wants to be doing lots of close connection with the baby, too? And that is interesting because... Yeah, there is. I mean, same sex couples are going to have a different dynamic probably than like a typical man woman relationship. Yeah. And they so definitely how, would. Yeah. And, but I think the same is going to apply in that yeah. you're going to want to communicate. And I just want to say this that we don't end this episode before talking about partners that feel like they need to bottle feed in order to connect with the baby. Ugh. So let's make sure that we come back to that. Okay. Because that's this being a breastfeeding podcast. I think that's a lot of things, something that we definitely, and this probably comes up, you know, with same sex. There's, because there's definitely, there's same sex couples out there that are having babies that are both breastfeeding, 
But I mm-hmm. think it's probably more common. And I'm taking, look at me. Who do I know? What's more common? But I'm going <laughs> to guess. I'm going to guess that it's more common that there's same sex couples where there's one mom breastfeeding. Right. And the okay. other one is not. Um, and so then that's another dynamic where somebody's going to maybe feel like they want to fill up a bottle so that they could feed the baby so that they can bond with the baby too. And this, <sighs> yeah, this is, this is problematic because introducing, you know, the, I mean, obviously bottle feeding is fine, but it's also not the only way that you can bond with your baby. It's not even the best way. No, it's bond not with your baby. I re- at least that's my opinion. <clears throat> yeah. I'm sure people think that it is the best way to bond. But because but breastfeeding seems so intimate that I think there's probably some partners out there that are like, oh, I want to be having that intimacy as well. But you don't have to then feed a bottle to the baby in order to get that bonding and that closeness. No. The thing that pops into my mind is skin to skin. Uh, that, I was just going to say that. I yeah. mean, just, just take your shirt off and hold the baby so your so mom can go pee. Right. You're going to bond with that baby. I mean, that is the best way to bond with the baby. No feeding is needed. Yeah. I think that's a great way. The skin to skin is a great way. And I always said, too, bathing because your baby is awake and interactive and fun. And I mean, it's like that is a great time to bond with your baby, too. And sitting, I'm sorry, playing with them and interactive with them, looking at them and smiling. Mm-hmm. Like that's like so mammoth for a baby is to have a face smiling at them. Yes. And sitting next to the mom who's breastfeeding. Right. Just Why can't we do that? Sitting next to her and looking, you know, you hold a baby while you're breastfeeding. You're kind of looking down. Well, just sit down next to her and look down at the baby too. The baby will see you. These are all ways that these are all very important ways to bond with a baby. But I do think that for same-sex couples, yeah, we have to talk about. We that. really should look at it like, like any other couple because they are. Yeah. So the the bonding piece, like, I mean, you you, both moms can do the skin to skin. You know, there can be some bottle feeding if you want that to be there. Chores can be shared. You know, different things. But I mean, I don't know that because it's two females that it has to be absolutely equal time. No, you know, I but mean, her specific situation, I think she's saying, is that they're both breastfeeding yeah, and that they're great. both looking for that. How do they balance that? And so I think that comes more because you're actually if you're both breastfeeding, you're kind of in, in a slightly easier situation because whenever you're with the baby, you're going to be breastfeeding. Right. And so that's obviously like skin to skin, totally intimate time, which is going to be lots and lots of bonding. So that's built right into that. Right. That's you don't even need any extra. Yeah, you don't need any bonding. extra bonding time. You're going to both be breastfeeding as much as possible, breastfeeding on demand. And so I, I think, well, you, you would know this. Do you what how for for a couple where where both women are breastfeeding? Um, you, you're going to want to make sure that they get equal time breastfeeding. Is that important? Because I know you're going to be wanting the baby's going to need to be you know, transferring milk in order for. Right. And I guess it would depend, you know, it would depend on the situation. Um, You know, I mean, if they're both women who have both had babies before and they both were able to, you know, I mean, the, the birthing mom probably has a better milk supply 
unless the other mom happened to be breastfeeding as well at the same time or pretty close to it. Um, So it could be that, you know, the one mom or the birthing mom is doing the majority of the breastfeeding and, you know, the other mom might be just kind of filling in here and there doing a few, you know, a little bit less of the breastfeeding, but still doing some breastfeeding. Yeah, and it doesn't really matter if she doesn't have a lot of milk, right? No, no. It doesn't matter. The what baby a great benefit. Still, yeah, I mean, four boobs. Oh One my baby, God. four boobs. Wow. That's great. the best. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> that would be the best. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. it's just, it would be great. And you don't have the dude running around taking the garbage out, wondering what the hell to do. Right. Although, you know, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of, you know, same sex partners where it's like, what's going on? But then that's where the whole that's where relationships are relationships, no matter who's involved. And you have to tell the person what you need. And I think a lot of it comes down to that. um, I mean, the fact that you who grew the baby, you Mm -hmm. know, the person that grew the baby that had the baby, there's going to be a different feeling there. You know what I mean? Like as far as what the baby needs and what they're doing with the baby at that moment, you mm-hmm. know, because that instinct is, is there. With yeah. The, you know what I'm saying? T- like, yeah. I, I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but oh, yeah. in my head, it makes a lot of sense. It's so <laughs> of course it's going to make a lot of sense to everybody. Yeah. But well, it I'm, really like, they're going to be more attached to the mom, to that mom. Even if there's two moms, they're going right. to be more attached to the mom that grew them. That's just instinct. That's just instinct, animal right. instinct. That's what happens when the baby comes out of your body. Then they know which they know which body they came out of. Right. So it doesn't matter like how bonded. I mean, obviously the bonding is important, but you know, still those first couple months, it's always that connection right back to the to the birth mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean. You know, and I, yeah, I've had this conversation with people before and they're like, oh, no, but my baby loves my partner. And I'm like, no, no, no. Yes, I know. Yeah. That's not that's not the nobody's saying that the baby doesn't love. First of all, the baby doesn't know anything. The baby's not like, oh, I love you, <laughs> but not you. I love you a little bit more. Like they're not they're just operating on like, you know, breathing yeah. and swallowing, uh, trying to figure that out. I know. I said, but somebody did recently say to me that she thought she did more bottles with her second baby than she did with her first baby because of feeding problems. And she said, well, I think sometimes I wonder if all moms should do, you know, a few bottles regularly because this baby goes to his father much easily than my first one did. Well, that has nothing to do with bottle feeding. I, I agree. <laughs> but she was, th- she related that in her mind that it must be, well, and that, bottles. Yeah, it's making the baby more comfortable with the father because now the, the dad bonded with him because of, of the bottles. And I was like, "Well, I think that's almost like almost a, that's an individual type thing too. That's just I a personality like. thing. That's the yeah. child's personality. I mean, I mean my that, son and, went to my hus- ex husband fine, and he only had like you know probably maybe five bottles his whole life. Yeah, and he never Exley's had a problem. Never had a bother. He's fine with his dad. They're both fine. Yeah. With him. No, I think that goes along with the whole theory of, like, let's create some distance from our baby so that we can, like, you know, facilitate some independence, you mm-hmm. know, which is a theory that is just ridiculous. And it doesn't, it just doesn't work. No. You know, it's not, you know, it's like, well, let's just, you know, we're going to have them sleep a little bit farther away from us and have them give them a few bottles so they're just not going to be as attached. You know, they won't be as, you know, 
clingy or whatever. But that's not that's not how it works. That's not at all how it works. No, it's not. It's not even a little bit. It's not no. a little bit. That's like the opposite. That, that's how <laughs> you're going to create like a person, an emotionally confused person. I mean, no, that's not true. You're not going to be emotionally confused because you slept in a crib and were fed bottles. That's not what I mean. <laughs> I mean, like the whole facilitating this distance, like you need to not, you know, don't be so attached to me because if you're super attached to me, then you're going to grow up, you know, a pansy or something. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's, yeah. No, that drives me crazy. But that's just kind of the same on the same level as people saying, well, you know, if I if I breastfeed, the baby's going to be too attached. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what they say. And but that's what they not, say about yeah. What would they say about like Jack? Jack's Jack's six and a half, and he breastfed until a few weeks ago. Well, well, he's going to grow up and be you know too attached and too clingy. What? No, he's not. He's no. going to be just the opposite because he knows not, you're not going anywhere. Right. It has nothing to do with it. No. No, not even not at all. No, and I, I mean, think people forget that. Like, I forget how you know. I was at the chiropractor the other day, and she said something really, really like interesting. Um, people forget that they, these kids have personalities. I said to her, I was talking about, um, you know, with Jack, I had all the interventions and it was very traumatic. And then with Exley, we did everything natural and it was all, you know, textbook kind of like, you know, natural, whatever. And, uh, Exley is like in the chiropractor with like all these like things, you know, she's like, oh, he's got all this tension here and all this tension here. And I was like, well, (laughs) well then what's what's the difference? And she was like, you know, that's what happens, you know, with kids, you realize that they're just like people they're just pe- like you have very little you don't have a lot of influence over you know what happens like they have their own personalities you know it's like your first kid you feel like you have so much control over everything and then with your second kid it's kind of like well you know that you have some control you have control over a lot of things but there's also they're just born who they are yeah and what are we talking about we're supposed to be talking about partner support and i think we're out of time and we're on a tangent I know. Well, we're still but, talking about, we were mostly talking about partner support. We are, yeah. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes we get away from things, so sorry about that. Yeah, because we're interesting. Yeah. Yes. But partner support, I think, we did we cover it? I was really happy that we talked about the bottle feeding, because that's not, just let your partner know that that's not how you need to bond. You know, you're bonding right. by being present. Yeah, there's a lot of things that, that you can do, but, so I think, you know, what it comes down to is, like, definitely talk about it beforehand. Be open to communicating what you need. And you have kind of to be clear. It. Yeah. Your partner is not going to read your mind. No. They're not going to know what you need. They're not going to know what your recovery is like. They're not going to know. They don't know how you're feeling. You know, they don't know what, how tired you are or how sad you might be or how hormonal you might feel or they have no idea. Mm-hmm. So just be trans- completely transparent. Yeah. And don't worry about it. You're not going to, you know, as long as you're just not like a huge jerk about it, then, you know, you're not going to hurt anyone's feelings. They're going to be relieved to know what you need. Yeah. Partners want to help. They really do. They want to help. They just don't know what to do. Yeah. You have to tell them. Tell them to stop messing with the garbage and come and hold the baby for a second. Yeah. That's all. That's all they got to do. <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes, you know, they just want to take the baby and you're like, I don't need that right now. Just leave. You yeah. know, I need you to take the garbage out. You know, this is right. Just tell them. So there you go. Party sport. Next week, we are going to talk about birth trauma. Yes. Birth trauma? Birth trauma. 
a specific story. A specific we have a specific story that we think that you're all going to be able to relate to. Not all, yeah. but many people will relate to it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So look forward to that. We will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.